I just wanted to do something unique and I wanted to help somebody. So I did this little contest called Bootstrap Boost, where basically I, I said, like, I would pick one startup or, or founder to help them build their MVP and I'd work for free for them for 40 hours. And so I did this contest, mm -hmm. put it up on Twitter and I had like 120 people sign up for that in 24 hours from just doing that. I think I grew like 500 or 600 followers on Twitter um, wow. in a couple of days, trying to find things like that, that kind of grow your credibility, kind of prove to people that like, that there's a reason to see what you have to say. Um, and, and I think that can work pretty well. Welcome everybody. This is Indie Worldwide. You're in the right place. We have with us today, Noah Bragg for a Q and A. Uh, Noah's built potion.so on Twitter, done a whole lot of building in public on Twitter. So we're going to be asking him questions. So Noah, welcome to Indie Worldwide. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is, this will be fun. I'll start with a little self-introduction. What is Potion.so and what you doing on Twitter? Yeah, so I started Potion around six-ish months ago, and Potion is a, a website builder that's built on top of Notion. Um, so if you don't know Notion, Notion you know, is a kind of note-taking app, project management kind of app um, that you can kind of build all your content in there, and then Potion takes that content, uh, kind of re-renders it as a website, um, so it's optimized to be a website and then you can kind of customize things on top of that. Um, so yeah, I've been building in public a lot, uh, kind of from the beginning. And so I have, I've had a lot of fun with that. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. What does it mean to build in public, at least from your perspective? Yeah. I mean, I think, <clears throat> I think there's a, you know, lots of people do it in different ways, which I think is cool. It's like you can bring your own personality to it. Um, but I think the, the main important thing is just to like be transparent to really like share what's going on behind the scenes and um, not just show, try to not just show like only the highlights. Um, Cause I think that can happen a lot. And you know, that's then that's not giving a real picture then. So I, I really try to be transparent and kind of show the ups and downs. Um, and then, you know, just trying to share things that I'm learning along the way. Cause that's, that's really what's valuable for other people is to, to, to hear the, the things that are valuable that you found kind of along your journey. And so just trying to share those things um, or sharing like the, the decision points, the, the things that worked, things that didn't. Uh, and so that's what I try to do and I'm not perfect at it, but yeah, that's the goal. Do you have some kind of strategy you're following? What's your, what's your modus operandi when it comes to doing the building public stuff? That's a big word that I've not heard before, but um, <laughs> I'm guessing like, it has something. How do you do it? Yeah. Um, I mean, so it's really just kind of whatever comes to the top of mind. And it's it's really been through kind of just a process of learning kind of what people enjoy hearing, what they don't, what's valuable, what's not. And so I don't necessarily have like a great strategy other than just like, what I feel like makes sense, like what I know is, is valuable information to share, um, um, just like decision points and struggles or little wins. And um, I've just found over time that like, just from building in public, you know, you start to get some feedback from people um, that this is the stuff that's interesting to them or not. Um, and so you kind of start to learn like what things make sense. So I think like really the best way is just to 
try, just start and uh, just start learning along the way. Um, cause really I, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to look different for everybody too. Cause it's, it's kind of, uh, built into like on top of your personality and just like how each of us does things differently. And that's what makes it interesting, right? Cause everyone does things in different ways. So you can kind of learn something new from everybody that's, that's building out there. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the beauty of it. What was your motivation personally to start building in public? Yeah, so I started um, building in public in uh, in some ways on uh, my podcast. I have a podcast called Product Journey where me and my co-host just kind of shared week to week what we were working on um, on our side businesses. And um, yeah, so that was kind of the start of it because we were just kind of sharing the the decision points, what was working, what wasn't, kind of what we were working on. And uh, then I started to do more and more of that on Twitter and I really found that, you know, people that like falling build in public are other founders, other creators, other makers. Mm-hmm. And so when I basically landed on that, I wanted to, do, to build Potion, it just made a lot of sense to me that like, okay, maybe I'll actually put more effort into the build in public because it kind of like those two potential, like the potential customer and the build in public kind of community kind of mesh to where it makes sense to spend the time where, you know, if I was building some other product for some very, you know, different niche that people don't really care about the behind the scenes, then, you know, it's probably not worth the time. And so I just kind of saw that, that like, okay, this has kind of worked for me in the past. I enjoy doing it. Um, and, and yeah, that's really one of the main things. I just think it's a lot of fun. Um, and so that's when, yeah, I just decided to really go in more for the the building public and really, really do that. Did you have much of a Twitter audience when you started in? Um, so let's see. So I was, I started doing stuff on Twitter a, a little over two years ago and it was really slow at the beginning as probably most of you would know, that's trying to build an audience on Twitter. Um, and I think when I, when Potion started, I was around maybe a thousand followers. Um, and so that's when I, when I kind of did that and the building in public, that's when like things started to, to grow more on Twitter. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what that, that looked like. Do you think you need to have like a thousand or 5,000 for it to be effective or could you start with like <clears throat> zero? Um, I think I think you can start with zero because I mean, you got to start somewhere. And um, I don't know, it also seems like it's a little harder maybe to do the build in public thing now too, just because it's, I feel like it's like the cool thing now. So it's like probably a little more crowded and harder to get started doing it that way. Um, But I mean, everyone can have like a unique take on things and a unique way to do things. And I think that's, that's definitely an important part of the build in public now is like being unique. Um, with what you're doing. And so, yeah, I think you can start at any time, obviously starting out, they're not going to have many people seeing what you're up to. And so, you know, it it might just take a bit of time. Like I think it it does take a lot of time to kind of get things rolling. Um, and so I think really the main thing there is building credibility. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what I tried to do kind of earlier on that seemed to help a little bit as well Is like, if you can build credibility, which is, you know, give people a reason for why they should be listening to you. And, um, and a lot of that 
probably is going like is you doing things behind the scenes that isn't on Twitter, like doing interesting things in life um, and then just sharing some of those things like that's probably almost a better way. I, I, at least in my opinion, to like start building that audience than uh, just tweeting out all the time. Um, and so, yeah, I think like start trying to find ways to build up that credibility, doing things that are unique early on, I think can probably help a lot. Um, so like an example, I think this was when I had maybe around like 500 followers on Twitter. I was, I just wanted to do something unique and I wanted to help somebody. So I did this little contest called Bootstrap Boost, um, where basically I, I said like I would pick one startup or, or founder to help them build their MVP and I'd work for free for them for 40 hours. And so I did this contest, put it up on Twitter and I had like 120 people sign up for that in 24 hours. And um, then I, you know, I interviewed five of the companies that I thought were cool. And then I picked one and then I kind of built in public showing what I was working on for them. And um, that was kind of like a first, like kind of a unique thing. That's like, okay, that's a little weird. It's also not normal to just like give your time away like that. Yeah. Um, but it gave some credibility because people saw that I was like genuine and like trying to give value to people. So I think from, from just doing that, I think I grew like 500 or 600 followers on Twitter um, wow. in a couple of days. And um, so that was like a, a first little like kind of unique thing that that worked. And so I think, yeah, just trying to find things like that, that kind of grow your credibility, kind of kind of prove to people that like, that there's a reason to see what you have to say. Um, and And I think that can work pretty well. Yeah, I think you did a great job branding that as well. Like if you had just done it without the branding, I'm sure it would have still done well, but having a cool name for it, like Bootstrap Boost with a nice little alliteration, I feel like it <laughs> yeah. a key on it, right? It makes it more shareable. Yeah. What inspired you to, to do that? Where'd that idea come from? So I think, yeah, so part of that was I was in between ideas myself. Uh, I had just decided I was going to move on from my earlier like side business support man and I was looking for another idea. And I thought that one, I just wanted to help somebody. And now that I didn't have a project I was working on, I was like, okay, this is a good time to do that. And then I also thought that maybe this would just help me start to think of ideas because I was gonna, I thought maybe I'd enter, like, you know, look across lots of applications um, of different businesses and what they were doing and uh, thought that would help spark an idea. Funnily enough, I think I came up with the idea that I was going to do potion like a day before the <laughs> I launched the bootstrap boost thing. And uh, so I didn't necessarily need it for that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, and then I, I ended up having to do the the 40 hours in the midst okay. of me trying to build potion. <laughs> uh, but it, it worked out. Good. Yeah. It, it worked out. I mean, it was, I basically just blocked off a, a full week where I was like, all right, I'm just not going to work on potion at all. And I'm just going to do this. Cause I, I, you know, I said I was going to do this, so I'm going to keep to my word. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the dangerous part about doing things in public is then the public holds you accountable for the things you said you would do. Exactly. Which, you know, is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Public accountability. Go keep you on task. <laughs> yep. Hypothetically. Um, so is Twitter your main and only way of marketing your startup or do you combine it with, with other marketing channels? 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's been the main thing that's kind of worked really well. Um, mm -hmm. I've done some stuff on YouTube that hasn't really been a big marketing channel, really. It's more just been almost for myself um, or for other makers to kind of see the the behind the process as well. So I've, I've done a little building in public kind of stuff there on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's like a Notion community that I kind of hang out in. And so I've gotten some customers from there. Um, there's a Facebook group that I've gotten some customers from. And then really a lot of customers kind of came when I did a product hunt launch. And so that's where probably like, and, and most of that word of mouth is probably on Twitter. So kind of the build in public was helpful as well there. Um, and so, yeah, that's really where a lot of, a lot of the customers have, have come from. Just from Twitter. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, that's, I think that's the main benefit really of build in public is like, it kind of mm -hmm. gives an actual kind of personality to you as a creator and people want to help. Like people, when people see your story and they kind of see the backstory of how you're doing this and the decisions you're making and they're kind of following along and that's, you know, that's hopefully valuable to them in return, they kind of want to help you if they can, because they, they kind of have your back. And so I think that really showed when I did the product hunt launch, um, because a lot of people from Twitter that's kind of seen what I was up to, uh, went and supported the the product hunt launch. And I think that's why it, it did so well was kind of like those people kind of giving back. And so that's definitely been like the huge benefit of it for me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how it's, how it's gone. Um, do you think it makes sense for like any company to be trying to do build in public or caring about Twitter? Is it only if you're for like makers? I mean, I think you definitely have to look at like, where do your customers hang out? And, um, you know, that's going to be different for every business. And so, you know, Twitter could make sense. I, 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 I don't know. It's mm -hmm. kind of hard to follow Twitter because it's like a bubble for each of us, right? Like we kind of have right. like this little bubble of who we see on Twitter or on themselves. So for me, like I'm only seeing other makers and creators and startup stuff on Twitter. I don't, I'm not in the other circles, which I know I hear that there's other circles, uh, but I don't, I don't see it. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, it could make a lot of sense to be on Twitter um, for your business. Um, but yeah, I don't really know. So I guess you kind of have to explore and see like, are my customers or my potential customers hanging out here? And if so, then, you know, it could make sense um, to, to spend a lot of time on Twitter or, or do the build in public kind of thing. So. Mm -hmm. um, Danny, welcome. Feel free to ask. All right. Um, I was just wondering how much time do you spend on, on Twitter? And um, more important, how, how do you, uh, yeah, how do you not get lost in it and, and stop working on what you actually have to work on and, and, and stuff? And also, is this a sock on your mic? Uh, yes, this is a sock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this sock has gotten a lot of uh, notices on Twitter, especially uh, because it's a sock. I don't know. I, it's my pop filter. <laughs> uh, I spend probably too much time on Twitter. And I've been, because you're right, it, it can be really hard, you know, because it's also Twitter. They want you to stay on Twitter. And so it can become a, a waste of time. Um, and so I've been trying to get better about that. Uh, I do like, you know, I think it, you know, it's valuable to some extent to like kind of stay up to date with like what's going on in your community, you know? So like for me, the community of like notion, and I can do that through Twitter pretty well. Um, 
and it's it's kind of a weird thing where it's like uh it's kind of randomly throughout the day you know probably a lot of us are like this like and that's probably not good because you're breaking up your schedule into like sections and so something i just started doing i think like a couple weeks ago to try to get better at this is i got this app called cold turkey um it's only 40 dollars. it's a one-time thing but basically you can block all these different websites and apps on your computer and so i create like blocks throughout the day where i block twitter and i block other apps i'll even like block my support queue um, so that i can like have focus time where i'm working on my product and focusing on the product um, and that's been really helpful um, because then it, it's like it just doesn't let me uh, go on twitter and so yeah, i'm trying to kind of work with that to kind of what I'd like to do is get it around to where maybe I'm only going on Twitter, like near the beginning of the day, because that's when I usually like post some stuff and then like the end of the day to kind of like check things and stuff. Um, so that I'm not like checking it over and over again. Cause yeah, it's, that definitely can be a problem. All right, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Danny. Um, all right. Next up we got Janet. Go for it, Janet. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yes. I know. Uh, good to meet you in person. Uh, follower, yeah, yeah, good to see you. And also the sock. I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, curious about your kind of experience with how you decided to work on Support Man and then also on Potion. And then it's interesting to hear you said you had that like middle phase of figuring out what you wanted to do next. Curious how you approached that and did you use Build in Public as like a way of testing different ideas? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, so it's kind of a long story in some ways because I feel like just over, so I've been building different like projects and things probably like the last five years. I, I always have some like side business I'm doing while I have like my day job or whatever. And I've like just started to kind of grow like a, almost like a requirements list for my business ideas. Like just like learning things that I like, things that um, I are important to me or things that I found that like I'm not good at or am good at. It's so, like one thing, for example, is like, I'm not a marketer by trade. So like I started to kind of look at ideas where I wouldn't have to just like do tons of marketing um, to be able to get the business to work. Um, so like, that's one thing. Um, I found that I like, I really care about who my customer is because I've had like some businesses in the past where like, I, you know, some random idea and then you like build something for people that you don't really know. And, um, you don't necessarily even know that you like hanging out with them. And so I just kind of found that like, I really care about the people I'm serving, um, because that's what makes kind of the business fun is like, you're talking with these people and figuring out their problems all the time. And so that was like another important thing. So. I kind of just started to build this list of like requirements for my business ideas. And um, another one of those was like, like a, a business idea that a solo entrepreneur can do, but that, um, you know, cause I think, you know, there's lots of different ideas where it could be so ambitious that it might be hard for you to take on by yourself. And like, I know for myself, like I want to build a, a small scale online business, something that I can do at least by myself maybe a small team or something. And so I think there's there's ideas that fit better into that category. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of built this kind of like structure of what I'm looking for. And, and one of the main things with that was like building on top of other platforms um, because users don't have to like figure out a whole new tool or solution when 
they are already, you know, they're already used to using the platform. Maybe your tool is just like kind of an add on to that where it helps with the problem they already have. Um, but it's not like they're having to learn a whole new workflow. And so that was kind of a sweet spot that I like, I found like, I, I really want to build on top of platforms. Like I think it's advantageous to solo entrepreneurs and indie hackers. And so that's when I, I did the support man thing. Cause I, that was built on top of intercom. And, um, so yeah, then really it was just like looking at what other platforms could I, could I build on? And, uh, notion really came to mind because, uh, notion was something I'd used at the time for a year or so. And I really liked the product myself. And uh, I could just see like the momentum, kind of like a wave growing around Notion of just like people love Notion. They talk about it all the time on Twitter. That I guess was kind of another benefit of of building a, or just being on Twitter, just like seeing that, being around to see kind of what people are talking about. Um, and so then I just started to look at ideas that made sense on Notion that fit with my kind of potential customer that I wanted to serve. And so I, that's why I was trying to like kind of put those things together. Um, but then also like, I think, especially for indie hackers, like building, building tool, building, building solutions for people that they're already looking for, like not trying to just like do something brand new, um, a new thing. Like, I think that's more for like startups to do, or, you know, people with venture capital and a lot of money and marketing power. Um, so like, just like I tried to see like, what are people already trying to do? What do they already want to do? And then how can I help them do that better? Um, and so that's, that's really kind of what led me to Potion. Cause there's a lot of people that wanted to create websites on Notion. Um, there was a lot of people already doing that in like this, like weird, like hard way where you had to know some code and kind of how to configure some things to be able to do it. Um, and then there was already starting to be some competitors, um, so I could kind of see the the demand basically uh, that was there. <clears throat> so that's that's kind of a long answer to your your question. Hopefully I answered it. Um, oh, I think you you also did ask about like the build in public part of that. Um, I I don't think I I didn't I think I came up with the idea and I kind of did all that research on my own before kind of deciding like okay I'm gonna do it and then I started doing the build in public. I, I didn't I didn't. I guess like, I, th I think that is really smart though to do like, you know, kind of do do the build in public to almost help you validate your idea. Um, so I, I didn't necessarily do that, but I, I think that's a good idea. Uh, at the same time, have to be careful with, because you, you never know like who you're inter interacting with on Twitter. Like, are they, are they the right potential customer that you want to be listening to or not? Um, so just making sure that's good. But yeah, I think that is a smart way to go. Awesome. Thank you. Brian in the chat had a question. It was kind of similar to what Danny covered. So maybe we'll skip to the end of it, which is for your YouTube videos. Are you doing any extra time after you record on the editing or is it just like record and throw it up there? Yeah. So I've been using a tool called ScreenFlow, which is, it's a really cool editing tool. Um, I think it's like $120, $140 one-time thing. Um, but it really makes it easy to kind of make some quick edits for like panning and zooming in. Um, and so it's, I think it's like great for like product kind of videos, which is mostly what I'm doing where I'm like showing what I'm working on and showing off some new feature I build or something like that. And you can kind of zoom in and, and kind of show it off. And, and so there is a little, a little bit of edit, but uh, I'm mostly, you know, I'm making like two minute and 20 second videos because that's all that fits on. Twitter. And so then 
I then repost that on YouTube. And so, you know, obviously it doesn't take too long to record those. And then the editing is maybe another 10, 15 minutes to kind of add some of those little things. Um, so it's, it's a pretty quick process and I don't worry too much about like how professional it looks and how amazing like videos or the content that I'm sharing is like, I'm mostly just trying to as quickly as I can share something or, or do something. Um, cause it's kind of a, a secondary fact that gives it a little more authenticity as well. Like, you know, it's, it's not like I'm making like these professional <laughs> videos and stuff. It's more just kind of showing, showing the actual what's going on. So I think that's kind of fine with the, the built in public as well. So it's, it's not too much extra time, but, um, yeah, there, there's a little bit there. I, I have thought of, and I know, I think who you had on before me with the building public stuff, um, like doing some streaming or something like that. I think that would be kind of fun. I've, I've considered maybe doing something like that. Rockstar, you should uh, hit him up. I'm sure he'd love to have you on as a guest on his stream. Do you find, do you get more views on when you post on Twitter or when you post on YouTube later? Um, so mostly on Twitter, because that's where I have a, a bigger following. Um, I think I have only like 200 subscribers on YouTube and that's slowly growing, but, uh, like it says, like, I'll get, I don't know, somewhere from like 500 to a thousand views on like a, a little video on mm. Twitter. And I don't know, it's always hard to know, like how much of that, that means that those people are watching, uh, they mm -hmm. could just saw a couple of seconds on Twitter, but then on YouTube, I'll like repost those and maybe get like 30 to 50 views or something like that. You've mentioned before that it's nice to share the low moments as well as the high moments on Twitter. I wonder if you could share, like, how do you make a low moment shareable? And do you see the same kind of engagement on those low moments as you do on the, like, hey, we just had a big launch kind of stuff? Yeah, so it is hard because, yeah, like, like you're saying, the the low moments don't get shared the same way because um, people like to, you know, share and be excited about when good things happen, which makes sense. Um, but it does kind of make, you know, social media or Twitter kind of become more of a highlight reel, which, um, you know, there's problems with that, I think. Um, so I, I, I don't know, I haven't found a, a great way to get around that. I try, one of the things I try to do, and, and this is probably how I share most of like any low moment is just like share a problem that I'm running into and hmm. probably like ask for help be like has anyone seen this or how would you handle this and then one it's like there's more engagement there because then there's something for people to do with it like they can reply to it give back like give some feedback and which is also like helpful to me which is great um but it also is it, be, it you know it turns something that's maybe a low and could possibly turn it into like a learning moment for everyone that comes across that tweet to kind of see what people, how people are solving this. Um, so I think that's a good way to, to go about it. Nice. And final question. Um, what are your goals for potion? So you're about six months in, what do you want to be at in a year? I just made a goal that I want to hit 5,000 MRR by the end of the year. So I have five months to do that. Right now, I'm just about at 2,300 MRR. And um, so, yeah, I think to do that, I'd have to grow like $140 in MRR a week. And so, but more recently, I've been closer to like $100 a week or something like that. So I, I tried to pick a goal that's like, you know, not too hard, but it's hopefully reachable. Um, I don't want to just like 
make myself disappointed, uh, but something I can kind of reach for a little bit. So we'll see if I get there. Um, but that's, that's kind of the goal and, uh, still figuring out how I'm going to, how I'm going to get there. So there's a lot to, to learn and to, to do. Right on. I've been having fun following you on Twitter. I think you've got one of the best kind of build in public Twitters out Thanks. there. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. Uh, I hope you win. I hope you get there.